Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Golden Girls Book Club podcast episode, where once a month, four of us ladies get together and we discuss an indie book. Uh, We have discussed books such as Keepers and Destinies by Carl Brothers. And last month, I believe, or the month before, I can't remember for sure, uh, we discussed Darling, There Are Wolves in the Woods. And um, we have discussed Lacey's book, uh, The 13th Zodiac. We've discussed Caroline book, Destiny and Other Dilemmas, and of course, Katie's book, Between the Birches. And this month, we are going to be discussing Seven Roses by L.L. Tremblay. It is um, October, of course, so we needed something spooky. And the the story behind Seven Roses is based on some events uh, from the author's life. And um, It is written in a fictional way, um, but it's pretty spooky. So um, just real quick, I'm going to read the blurb for Seven Roses, and then we are going to get started with our discussion. Okay. Ellen Taylor is only seven years old when her entire world collapses after she witnesses a horrific event that will change her life forever. This shocking tragedy sparks a series of inexplicable events and coincidences that test Ellen as she grows up and tries to discover why the number seven continues to appear all around her. Can Ellen find meaning in her recurring dreams and encounters with ghosts of her past, or will she succumb to the darkness that has stalked her since she was a young girl? So... Katie, I believe you, no, Caroline, um, you were the one who recommended this book to us for Spooktober. Um, And you are pretty good friends with the author. So did you, did you tell her, because I know you've tagged her several times um, about the post. How excited was she that we were going to be discussing her book tonight? She is excited and she's done a lot of interviews and podcasts since her book came out. But, you know, as an author, it's always exciting when people are reading your book in a group and then they're going to talk about it. It's also like kind of makes you nervous, but it's exciting. Like, wow, people are joining together to read my book. I mean, who wouldn't want that, right, as an author? Yes, absolutely. And um, I I absolutely um love that we are able to get together uh, once a month and read these indie books. Um, As you know, um, the Picky Bookworm podcast is all about the indie books. And um, it's just, it's so much fun to get us together um, and talk about it. So first off, um, we're going to do our normal, um, just kind of overall opinion. I'm going to start with Lacey first on this one. Um, simply because I have a feeling that this book might be a little bit more up your alley um, than some of the books that we have read more in the past. Uh, You seem like you'd be more of a spooky type um, reader. So you're giving me funny looks. What is your, what is your overall opinion of the book? Um, It it wasn't terrible. Uh, It, I am still very much just a fantasy type girl, maybe the occasional Stephen King, but more the Dark Tower, the I'm looking forward to reading fairy tale, the the, the fantasy stuff. Um, it was still not quite up my alley. Still not quite. But, okay. Well, we will get there. Darn it. We will figure it out. Well, I remember Lacey telling me her opinion of my book was that just there were not enough people killed. So... <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Caroline. You should have just talked a bunch of random people for that. Okay, so uh, Katie, what was your overall opinion of the book? I liked it. It was um, it was spooky, definitely, Um, but it was kind of like on the lighter side of it. So if you like to be spooked, this is. But you know, you don't want to like not be able to sleep, you know, you want to be able to sleep at night, but you don't want to be able to, you know, like, I don't know what I'm trying to say. It's light spooky. So it's like, um, yeah, it, it was good. I enjoyed the characters. I enjoyed like the little snippets of where, you know, something spooky would pop up, something scary. Um, 
but then you know she just gives you glimpses she doesn't like I, I like it when it's like in your face for much longer but she gave it to you and then took it away and I was like okay okay but that was still cool because you know I read it in like two days so um I, yeah yeah I I read it really quick too um it was it was one of those books that it started out like the tiniest bit slow but it got like maybe 15 to 20 percent in and then all of a sudden it's like okay can't put the book down um but I do know what you mean about it being light spooky um for example um just to uh, I guess kind of give it a, a small bit of comparison in that regard not based on writing style um because I liked this book, I did not like the book that I am comparing it to. So this is not a, you. if you like this book, you'll like this other one. Um, but in Ninth House by, um, can't even, Lee Bardugo, um, she is very much like in your face with a lot of the like ghosty and the, the spooky stuff. And there were parts of that particular story that because it was so in your face, I didn't like it. Um, uh, this this one, because it was a little bit more on the lighter side in that regard, um, you know, like you said, it's not going to, it's not going to keep you up unless you're just determined to finish the book. It's not, there's not anything in it really that would give someone nightmares that I can really think of. Um, no. Really? So, I mean, it is, it is spooky. There's definitely spooky parts. Um, and I think for me, the spookiest part of it was spending my time wondering, okay, what, what parts of these books actually really happened to her and what parts didn't. Um, I think for me, that was like the spookiest part of the whole thing. Um, and see, that's why I think to me, it was spooky, of course, but I mean, I found some of the parts scary. I was scared. I did turn the light on in the closet before I went in there <laughs> After <laughs> certain chapters and then it's night. And then I realized now I feel scared and I just feel like I'm a little bit more sensitive to noise. Like, what is that? I hope it's not anything in the wall. You know, how am I supposed to know? But it's a, it's it's a rat and it's a rat in your walls. It's okay. But see, here's, I, I would choose a rat over something I can't call the pest control person about, <laughs> you know, that's, but I think for me, it's spookier because, um, you guys know that on my YouTube channel, I interviewed the author, um, LL Tremblay. So we talked about some of the things that were real versus not real. And she shared some things and it makes it scarier when you're reading it thinking, okay, if this, I'm not going to ask if this is real because I don't want to know. In my mind, this is not real. La, la, la. Like, I'll never ask to find out for sure on this one part. <laughs> will Will you please um, link me to that YouTube interview so that I can put it in the show notes for everybody? Um, oh, yes, yes. Yes, I will. And okay. anyone can find it on YouTube, like under Caroline Fleur, and they can put LL Tremblay, but it looks like Tremblay. It's just, she's French, so it's pronounced a little bit different than it's spelled, but the video will come up. I'll give you yeah. the link. Yes, if you'll give me the link, I will for sure put that in the show notes for everybody. Um, yeah, she I, was pretty open in the, vid- in the interview. She was pretty open. So. Okay, awesome. Um, yeah, I do also want to mention real quick that the um, sequel to this book, Seven Roses, is currently out. Um, it published on October 8th. So um, anybody who goes and reads uh, Seven Roses and you are just determined that you need to continue the story, um, you are able to do that now uh, because book two is out. Um, I wanted to make sure to mention that Um it does not look like um, either book is on sale um, as part of the release currently, um, but books, the Kindle books are not very expensive. So uh, for any of our listeners on a budget, there, I think uh, Seven Roses is like $4 uh, for the Kindle. So um, should right. not should not be an issue uh, for a lot of our listeners uh, to go and pick it up. It is, um, it is spooky. So it's perfect for um, October and Halloween month. So 
Well, I ordered Light Over Dark, and I just got it, I think, yesterday, but I didn't start reading it because I don't want to blend it with what we're talking about tonight, because that's hard for me to separate book one and book two. We have all, yeah, I I am so guilty of that. It's not even funny. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, when we did uh, Chris Thomas's books um, earlier this year, I was so horribly guilty of that. Um, And then when we did... Jamie Jackson's uh, Fair and Fury, I determined that I was not going to read book two until after our discussion because I didn't want to do that again. And I felt like I was almost spoiling it for myself because of all of that. So, <laughs> um, Okay, so one of the discussion questions that we came up with um, earlier today and yesterday, were you spooked at any points during the story? Um, don't say any specific scenes. Uh, we don't want any spoilers, but were there parts like in the middle in the beginning and the end, uh, what parts, uh, were spookier to you than any other part in the story? And we'll start with Caroline on that one. Um, for me, this is pretty simple. The answer is yes, I was. <laughs> and without giving too much specific, I'll say At the beginning, there were some things that made me feel a little spooked, but they were fine because I'm an adult. And then in the middle, I felt a little nervous about some things. And in the end, I was for sure spooked and I had to put it down at nightfall. So I would say yes. Okay. And Caroline, how about you? Not not Caroline. You're Caroline. Hi, Caroline. Katie, I'm looking. I am um, looking straight in Katie's eyeballs through the computer, and I'm I'm so sorry. Katie, how about you? Um, again, I don't I don't get spooked super easy um when I'm reading, but there was like one part I I kind of saw it coming, so you know it it didn't surprise me too much, but the anticipation. For this scene that was like later, um, like when when Ellen, uh, we'll just say when when things seemed to be going well, when when she was older, we'll we'll just say that. So it's it's near the the uh, the back part of the book. Um, there was a scene that kind of got me, um, and there was. Um, well, how do I say this without um, spoilers? I mean, well, there there are there are reviews that mention that there's a Ouija board used, so I will say that that really piqued my interest. But it didn't like spook me out, like oh gosh, oh gosh, oh gosh. I kind of got excited because of who it was that was speaking to her. I was like, oh, this is bad. So <laughs> that, that's about it. That's that's as far as my spook meter went with that so that's funny <laughs> i i think um and we will um uh, we'll get to lisey uh here in just a minute um i think that the the parts that spooked me the most um were the um when she is introduced to and i think i'm talking maybe close to about the same parts that you are katie um when um things are, are kind of going well and she, you know, is still getting visitations and she ignores them and then bad things happen because she ignored them. And it's, you know, the, there was the, the introduction of one particular character and I'm trying desperately not to give spoilers, Um, But there was the introduction of one particular character that I was not surprised um, by what happened in that particular situation. Um, And if I need to, I will send you guys a a message in the chat and let you know who I'm talking about. Um, But yeah, you, you... you might know who you might know who I'm talking about. Um, but there was, yeah, there was the introduction of a certain character and, um, I, you know, there were parts of what happened that were a surprise, but there were other parts that I was just like, well, duh. 
<laughs> so, um, it, you know, it was definitely, um, that was probably for me, that was probably the spookiest part of the book is, was that, that particular situation, um, just because of things that were going on and how the situation resolved itself, uh, was probably the spookiest part for me. Um, so Lacey, did any parts of the book spook you out? Where'd she go? There she is. Uh, not particularly, but I'm also, I mean, I used to watch horror movies, kind of like Katie. So it, it, it's hard to get me even on that kind of thing. Um, did you see what Lacey confessed in the message just now? <laughs> did, oh. were, um, were there any parts that, um, seemed a little off for you um and that when they did resolve themselves um you you know were kind of like me you were like well duh of course it's gonna resolve that way i suppose the mysterious hair i'll just leave it at that okay yeah oh. yeah i know we're all like huh okay that's i was food for thought. By that. <laughs> <laughs> definitely food for thought there um bringing bringing up that was a that is a good addition to the uh to the discussion is the mysterious hair um and <laughs> Just to add a little bit of a teaser for our listeners, because we really do want you to go and read the book. We want you to listen to the podcast and, and make your own informed decision um, about whether you want to read the book or not. So I'm not actually going to add anything to the discussion about the mysterious hair. If you're curious, you're just going to have to read the book. Yes. We're just going to yep. leave it at that. Um, okay. So... There was one thing, Katie, that you brought up that um, your question was, why did Ellen never seem to listen to the ghost's warnings? Um, there, just to add a, a tiny bit of context, uh, not so much to give spoilers, um, but for the most part, um, early on in Ellen's life, she would receive um, visitations from um, various ghosts and they would give her warnings about things. Um, and the, the warnings later, um, always kind of seemed to be like, well, duh. Um, but there were red flags, uh, that she didn't actually pay attention to. Um, so what is you guys's, we'll start with Caroline on that one. What are your thoughts about why, um, she, why Ellen seemed so dumb in, in that regard. And I am only speaking about the fictional character. I'm not calling the author dumb, I promise. Oh, you mean like if she was given like kind of a vague warning and then didn't react to it, didn't follow it, you mean, or... Well, and I mean, and I mean, and I'm going to try hard not to give too much context, but there were some warnings that she was given that were more specific, mm -hmm. um, that they weren't just vague warnings and, yeah. but she still didn't listen to any of them. So why do you think that is? And what, what were some red flags that you think she should have listened to that you just really wanted to slap this knot out of her for? Um. <laughs> <laughs> For me, I didn't, but I'll tell you, it's because she was young and then she made it all the way into, I think her early twenties and I'm over 40. So I guess to me, that's young. And I, and you know, it takes a while if you're going to receive, let's say you receive a warning, right? It would have to be a very specific pattern of a clear warning that you, that happened for you to acknowledge, oh, these are specific warnings and I need to act. I think it would take time for that. And then also... I mean, when you're young, you just don't put things together. Like when you're older, I see people in their twenties doing things all the time. Don't do this. Be careful of this. Do they listen? No, they do whatever <laughs> they want. They don't listen to a thing you say. I mean, so I feel like she was in her twenties and she's got a ghost giving her four words at a time. 
I think she just wanted things to be okay. Like, I'm just gonna, and she actually, it's funny. She talks about this in the interview where she was, she heard warnings in her real life and did not listen. And what happened? Very serious things happened to her in her real life. <laughs> so. <laughs> okay. Um, so Lacey, um, we'll give you that question. What, why do you think she just ignored um, the warnings that she was given? Well, probably because she just wanted everything to work out as she wanted it to, and they were just being silly ghosts and didn't know what they were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Katie, what about you? Well, you know, I've given it some thought, and it could be, you know, because... Um, like Caroline said, that she was young. Um, it could be that she thought she knew better, or it could be that, you know, she's just like, um, you know, not wanting to live in fear because, mm -hmm. you know, fear was a, a thing that she had been living with as a child. And um, Interesting. to be constantly looking over your shoulder, you know, I, I could see that as a deterrent to listening to the warnings. But, you know, mm -hmm. that, there was that one that was just like, it, it coincided really closely with something that happened um, when she was on, was it a bus or a train? I think it was a bus. It might have been, um, I, think, I think you're right. I think it was a bus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just like, it, it was so soon after. And it's just like, that's one of those big things where, you know, even at 20, I probably would have been like, um, I'm a little apprehensive now. So, but again, she, she probably didn't want to have to be looking over her shoulder and, and live in fear because, you know, that can consume you and it will yeah. destroy your life. So. Wow. That's so insightful. That's really interesting, Katie. So I don't think about it like that. So what do you think, um, about this? Do you think that, partially she was um choosing like deliberately choosing to ignore the warnings because they weren't specific enough that she was like i need more information so until i have more information i'm just not gonna do anything and then by the time she received the more information or by the time things resolved themselves, she was able to look back and go, well, duh. Um, but when she was in the middle of it, she was choosing, like making that deliberate choice to ignore them because they weren't specific enough sh and she didn't know what they were going to refer to. Do you think that's a possibility? Anybody? Oh, Bueller, Bueller, anyone, anyone? Yeah, <laughs> probably. I mean, that, that would make yes. sense. And, you know, also I'll, I'll come back to her mom. Her mom was always, you know, you know, telling her that she needed to stop, you know, with the whole ghost thing yeah. when she was little. So, you know, this probably, that, that probably had something to do with it. Okay. Well, you, you actually bring up a really good point. Um, and our, um, next discussion question was actually over her mom. So that was a nice, um, uh, nice segue there, Katie. Um, <laughs> see, I remembered your name. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so why, why do you think her mom continually shut her down? And this, this is actually going to be like a two-parter question. Um, so we'll, we'll do this one and then we'll, we'll move on to another one. Why do you think her mom was just constantly telling her, quit making up stories or quit messing around? Uh, we'll start with Lacey on that one. Well, aside from the fact that she was young, um, most mothers don't like to admit when there is something wrong. Yeah, you know, that's kind of true, but it is true. That is true. So if there was something wrong, then she might have felt like she was doing something wrong as a parent. So it was just easier to dismiss and tell her that she was not doing it. That's right. That's true. Okay. Katie, what about you? You're nodding in agreement, so. Uh, yeah, I am. And, you know, another thing that comes to mind, and this is purely conjecture, but 
there's a possibility that maybe, you know, Ellen's mom had dealings with ghosts in her past and then just denied it. So, you know, it could, it could have extended to her mother, but I think Lacey probably has the right of, you know, as a parent, we don't want to fail. And that could have been construed as a failure on her part, her daughter seeing ghosts that aren't there. So. And Caroline, what do you think? Wow. Those are both really interesting. Um, And I agree. What I was thinking was, I think her mom was scared. I think her mom did believe her and was afraid and thought, nope, nope, nope. My daughter's not seeing ghosts. Just stop this nonsense. Just be normal, typical, average. Don't be saying this. But the more it happened, it seemed like she would probably start to be afraid. I mean, that's, I put myself in that position. I think I would start thinking, okay, this is creeping me out. What's going on? And maybe she just couldn't handle it. Didn't know how to handle that. She may also think it was just a, a grab for attention. Yeah. Because there were a lot of kids in that family. So. so what, so what do you think about this? And this is going to take a little bit of um, maybe creative thinking um because it is not actually covered in the book but what do you think of this possibility of why mom is shuts her down at every opportunity what do you think that maybe mom had the same type of situation when she was a kid handled it differently such as her mom like grandma took her to the doctors and took her to the psychiatrist and took her to, you know, the fortune tellers and all of that. And things just turned out really badly. And so this time her daughter is having the same situation and mom's like, okay, I'm going to handle this differently this time. And maybe it'll all work out. What do you think about that? Caroline? I'm thinking, I'm kind of processing it. Um, it's possible. I mean, it's possible. We don't get that backstory. Mm -hmm. And it seems like with a lot of older generations, it does feel like sometimes things have happened and they're not big talkers. Mm -hmm. They're not big. Let's all talk about everything that happened when we were young. They just do things. And then you find out sometime when they're 80 about some event, right? So it's possible. Um, it's possible the other way too. She did have a problem, got no help, and her mom told her stop talking about it. So she did. Yeah, I and mean, it just kind of it just kind of created that generational. Uh, we don't talk about ghosts in this house, <laughs> kind of thing. Or like maybe everybody, if she did talk about it, and everybody shunned her back in the day and didn't want to see that happen to Ellen. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, like you said, we don't know, but it's interesting. Yeah. Okay, so let's move on. Who, um, who was your favorite character? We'll start with Katie on that one. Um, my favorite character. Oh gosh, this is hard. Um. Well. Where <laughs> we're all thinking like we just oh, none of us well, I I should not have stumped you guys with this question I'm so sorry. <laughs> okay, well, well, I'll, I'll just say Anna. I'll leave it at Anna. Okay. Um, I was actually going to say the same thing. Caroline, what about you? Ellen, I liked Ellen, just the main character. Okay, Lacey, what about you? Who is your favorite character? Patch. Patch. Oh, wow. I'm drawing a blank. Oh, no, I'm not. Okay. Patch. Yes. Good choice. Um, okay. So who, who was your least favorite character? I am just going to use an initial for mine, J. And Caroline, we'll move on to you. I'm getting a thumbs up from Lacey on J. I'm guessing, yes. right? I'm getting agreement on that one. I'm going to agree okay. with Yay. I will say that I didn't like her mother at first. I thought, oh, I'm not going to like her mother, but I, I softened on that. So just, I don't know why, but um, yeah, Jay, maybe because Jay ticked me off. 
Jay Jay just needed to fall down an elevator shaft. I think. Yeah, he's the yeah. elevator. He he was just he he was things that I won't say on the picky bookworm podcast. <laughs> I have bad words for him. Katie, what about you? Who was your who was your least favorite? Oh, I had two then because uh, same as y'all, but also um, this one began with a Z. He was creepy. You might have to put that one in the chat. I'm like, I'm having trouble with that one. Um, okay. Oh, okay. Um, I gotcha. I gotcha. Lacey I, put it in the course. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. So, I, and well, yeah. and what's really funny is um, I was, I was going to ask if your, um, one of your least favorite characters was the Ouija board. And, <laughs> and oh, I hadn't thought about that, but yes, I, so, I do not like that. When I saw Ouija board, I felt like I should go hide. <laughs> yeah, I so, I am yeah. just I am just not a fan of the I Ouija. The Ouija so, board. No. Yeah, it's just, you know, it's one of those that, you know, whether there's ways to prove that it it is witchcraft or it's not witchcraft or, you know, whatever, I am not willing to risk it. So, you know, it's just Ouija boards are just not my thing um, for me. So, yeah, that part yeah. of it was was quite, um, quite creepy. Um, that was scary. But, yeah, I, I think the – I'm sorry? <laughs> They're at stores. You know, know. you can see them at stores. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it's just not something that I would ever like be willing to mess around with. And, um, you know, I, I do think that for a side character, quote unquote, um, the Ouija board was definitely pretty creepy. So, um, okay. So what kind of person do you think would enjoy this book? And we will start with Katie on that one. I'm not going to ask for any like specific people recommendations this time, just no. because I couldn't think of anybody. So <laughs> no, I, I, I've got this this time. Okay. Ah, sweet. So okay. two movies that this book reminded me of, um, it had like elements of the sixth sense by M. Night Shyamalan, mm -hmm. and um, a movie called Drag Me to Hell, okay, which was a fantastic movie, and that did get me several spots. So it was, it was like a combination of those two movies, but a light version. So anyone who likes, you know, the spooky, spooky ghost story, but, you know, with the the supernatural elements of, you know, um, interdimensional or, or, you know, otherworldly beings, you know, <laughs> giving your life a hard time, then that's, that's, uh, Seven Roses is definitely for you. Okay. Lacey, who would you, what kind of person would you recommend this book to? I would, uh, second Katie on this. So really don't know if I could add any more people who would like light spooky, but not heavy spooky. Cause you know, there's people out there who like, you know, scary stories, but not to the point where it literally scares you. So quick question, um, to just to kind of give a, um, a little comparison between what you think would be like light scary and dark scary. What is a, a book or two that you would describe as dark scary? A book? A book or a movie. Just something, yeah, just something to kind of give that comparison to. Like if you don't like this super scary, but you like scary, you know, like for example, I will watch Paranormal Activity or the screen movies, but I draw the line at it. So just okay. like, what would, like, what would you compare? Like, what would you say, um, like light scary versus dark scary? Okay. Disney movies. <laughs> <laughs> Disney, Disney movies are considered um, light scary or dark scary. Listen, <laughs> 
Okay, so I, I, I've got, I've got a comparison. Maleficent had some scary points. Okay. Snow <laughs> uh, White with the apple. Okay. And the, you know, the propping off with the, the skull and all that crap. Okay. That was scary when I was a kid. <laughs> Cruella so, de Vil. Cruella yeah. de Vil was also scary, yes. Um, so it's like 13 scary versus R scary or NC-17 scary. Yeah. Okay. Katie, Katie, what would you say? Um, I would say like, uh, like the conjuring movies would be, um, the, the scarier scary. Okay. The dark those scary. Okay. Yes. The dark scary versus something like, um, uh, what was the name? Scary stories to tell in the dark. That's like the upper end of just like, ooh, it gives me the willies, you know, but not like, oh God, I'm terrified to, you know, go outside now or, you know, be in a room with a, with a weird looking doll or, you know. Hey, <laughs> dolls, <laughs> dolls are freaking creepy. Let me tell They're you. scary. The, yes. The eyes open. <laughs> uh, yeah. Dolls are, dolls are creepy. Um, I, that is why I will stock my house with stuffed animals, but you will not see a porcelain doll in this house. <laughs> Ain't happening. Um, especially one that looks like Annabelle. Uh-uh. Nope. Um. Which actually, Annabelle is actually based off of the Raggedy Ann doll and not the, the one with this in the movie. So, you know, fun fact. Oh, interesting. So, so, so now, you know, I have to be scared of. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? I don't own a Raggedy Ann doll either. Um, did, did what I was... The good news is you can just punt those dolls like a football <laughs> if you have to. I mean, I can just... <laughs> yes, dolls can be kicked um, or thrown across the room. Um, yes. So, Car Caroline, what kind of person would you recommend these books to? Or, yeah, these, these books, because there's two of them now. Yeah, there are two. Um, so, it's interesting because I really liked it, and I am a person who's never watched Halloween because I'm too afraid of the theme song, but I liked it. So... I would say someone who would like seeing a journey of a girl who, as she grows and develops, has to overcome a lot of obstacles. Like Lacey said, that are brought on a lot by paranormal things. It's not just any obstacles. There's a whole range and some are paranormal. So you kind of see her journey as she grows up. And um, I was also thinking people who like fan fiction. Do you know fan fiction where people like a book or movie and then they take the characters and they like just for fun add to it and write side stories? Like you could turn this into dark horror by taking the side characters and having some really scary event happen with some of the dark things that happen. Like if you were a fan fiction type person. So yeah. I don't know. Giving me ideas. I don't need any more ideas, Carol. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're finishing your book, Missy. Yes, you I'm are. We need we need ideas, book two. So. Yeah, we need book two, like yeah. now. I, um, <laughs> so okay, so next question, and I have I honestly have absolutely no idea how much time we have left. Um, I I'm really just waiting for Google to say you have ten minutes left. Um, so we're just gonna talk until we can't anymore. Um but I do want to ask, do you think that this book or these books would make a better movie or a better TV show and why? And we will start with Caroline on that one. Um, I think it would make a better series. And the reason for that is because, um, it's being looked at for a series. <laughs> so that's one reason, but it's because if someone's growing and developing and going through life, you can really add on to that forever. When, it, when can you end? I just saw Grey's Anatomy is still on after like 20 years. There's no end to it. And I could see that with just the different characters starting young and they have their whole lives. I mean. Okay. Um, Lacey, what do you think? I'd go for movie, but I could see series. 
Okay. Why do you think it would make a better movie? Well, the passage of time um, throughout the entire thing kind of starts quick and then slows down. So they would be able to cover all of that if they needed to. Um, and with movies, some of those more cinematic moments could be actually well done. Of course, nowadays, you got Disney Plus and Amazon Prime, so it would probably be just as fine as a series on the cinematic end of it. Okay, so um, what what I'm hearing is that the like the special effects um, of showing the various um, like experiences yeah. that she has would be like better on a big screen. Is that is that kind of what I'm hearing? Because I I yeah. mean because I I think that in a, I mean because. Yeah, there's Amazon Prime, but you don't go to a theater to to watch something on Amazon Prime. You'd have to have like a pretty good sized TV in order to make something like you know certain special effects in various areas really stand out. Um, and I think that having, um, you know, like if a ghost like like suddenly appears, you would have like that jump moment um on the big screen versus this the smaller screen like a tv it's not really about the size of the screen i was more saying that the budget would be bigger okay yeah yes you okay. could read watch it on their phone and still have the same special effects it's just it's not about the size of the screen okay katie what do you think tv show or movie well, i was leaning toward movie before just because um the length of it um and you know i was kind of burned with the whole you know them taking the hobbit book and making that into three like huge films because it was redundant um but thank you seeing as she had, <laughs> uh, yeah overkill. um but seeing as she's got two books caroline kind of um convinced me that a tv series might work better because they could do that um but um, yeah, so I, I could definitely see it as a series. I'd watch it either way. So, I yeah, I totally would. Um, and I think that it's super exciting. Um, Caroline said that they're looking at it for a for a TV series. Um, and the author is from Canada, I believe. Is that correct? Um, yes. So, if they did make it into a series, would that be something that would be available here? Do you think? Do you know? You're nodding. Okay. We're, we're hoping. Yes, I think. Because, yeah. um, what were you going to say? Me? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I said I, I would think here because, um, you know, I believe that she had mm -hmm. a meeting in Los Angeles at some point. So if she flew to L.A., then okay. that's here. That is super exciting. And we just got our 10 minute warning. Um, so real quick, um, we are, we're going to go around. Um, and cause I, I think that we have, um, we've recommended the book. We have talked about it. Um, we have managed to avoid spoilers, um, which is more difficult for some books than others. This one was for me in particular was, was hard uh, to avoid spoilers. Um, I just, mm -hmm. I really wanted to just like give a synopsis of the whole book and, <laughs> and tell people this is the whole entire book. Now go buy it and read it. Um, so it was kind of difficult uh, for me to avoid the spoilers this time around. Um, but I do real quick want to um, go around and let everybody um, kind of share what you're working on currently. Um, and since the three of you guys are authors, um, I do want to make sure that we let people know where they can check out your books as well. So Lacey, we will start with you. Um, I don't know like when you're republishing or when you're publishing or, or anything like that. So if you want to catch us up real quick. So, uh, so last time I said I had a special announcement. So um, as of last month, I am now represented through Shadow Spark Publishing. Woohoo! They Yay! Re they're re-releasing 
the Zodiac series under their name. So book one is being changed from book one to Rebirth. The 13th Zodiac will be dropped. It's just Rebirth, one of the Zodiac series. Um, it is in deep revisions right now. I'm doing a lot of labeling POVs, even though I don't want to, but apparently readers need that. Um, so I am going through it right now and doing that with the first book. Um, I don't think Dreamtaker and Leo will be touched all that much. They might just have a POV labels. Um, otherwise, Shatter Fate will be delayed until everything else is done and everything else is out. Darn so it. I have to send a, a beta copy to Caroline's son just so he doesn't find out where I live. <laughs> okay. Well, can, congratulations on your on your yes. publishing deal. That is super exciting. Oh, awesome. Um Caroline and I were talking uh the other day when we when we found out uh we were talking about the fact that we now have signed collectible first editions of the 13th yes. Zodiac. Um the only the only sad thing um that I find about my uh, 13th Zodiac book is that I don't have the new cover. So I, I might have to go and um, purchase one of with the new cover just so I have it um, before it gets republished and has like a brand new cover and, and all of that. So might have to go do that. Um, uh, so you can't actually buy the series anymore. I oh, it down. Ah. So there is only one, maybe two physical editions of the anniversary cover out there. (sighs) Okay. Um, Uh, Sign first first edition, totally fine. Um, I will will make Mm -hmm. do. Um, But I do, I did love the new cover. So Katie, what are you working on right now? We are at seven minutes before we get cut off. So. Okay. Well, real quick. um, I am 28,000 words into the first draft of book two of the Between the Birches series. Book two is going to be Harbinger. And um, I'm just, at this point, I'm trying to get to the end because I'm, I'm excited. I know how book two is going to end. And I know how to how I want to open up book three. And um, I'm excited about the prologue for book three, too. I think that you guys all will be as well. Um, so good things there. And um, the other day I had an, an idea for a book, just a standalone story that I'm going to be doing um, uh, after I finish the series or in between probably book two and book three um, that's going to be kind of like a spooky ghost love story type thing that it does not happen ever after because I don't think I'm capable of telling a romance (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> with a happily ever we after. don't but, believe in happily ever after <laughs> i do just not in fiction <laughs> we my my husband and i have been watching once upon a time so it's just like we don't believe in happily ever after it's just never gonna happen um so <laughs> caroline what are you working on right now oh my goodness these two ladies put me to shame um I actually have been working more on making a couple of videos for my YouTube channel because I haven't been doing that. And I feel like, you know, that feeling like you're neglecting something you want to do, but there's just not enough time. Yes. And for some reason, that's gotten my interest. And then when I tried to pull out stuff for my second book, I end up writing almost an entire article that I'm going to submit to Allergic Living. So I'm not sure if I'm just avoiding the book. Next, I'm going to clean out the refrigerator. And, and oh, God forbid! Where. Yeah, the, that, those refrigerators, man. They, they'll, yeah, they'll steal like three hours anything. of your time. Yeah. Um, okay, so we've got. Um, so I hope that um, book two in your series, Caroline, I hope comes out soon. Um, we absolutely loved for book one. So I am super excited uh, for book Thank two. You. If you ever need like a sounding board and just need like someone to discuss ideas with, feel free. Let me know. Yes, um, I totally I, will. I will for sure. 
I will, <laughs> I will get on video chat with you and we oh, will yeah. just talk about your book. Um, okay. So for me, I, your statement about knowing that there are things that you need to work on, um, and feeling guilty that you have not, that was my website for the past like two and a half years. <sighs> So I am finally taking, like kicking myself in the butt and taking time to upgrade my website. I am making sure the colors match. I'm making sure that the articles and the blog posts and the book reviews are all like nice lengths and, you know, standardized and making sure that all of the information that you guys need for indie authors is there. Um, and so, yeah, a lot of work, um, but love every second of it. Um, I find it quite relaxing uh, when I can just sit at my computer and, um, you know, I need to make a list. Otherwise, I will sit and scroll through Twitter for three hours. That's not okay. going to update my website. I'll tell you that right I'm now. Um, but I, I am um, adding... Uh, pages uh, with show notes for each of my podcast episodes. Um, and um, I have a whole slew ton of uh, book reviews that I need to go through and update. So I've been busily doing all of that. Um, and I am super excited um, for my readers to go and, and have all like brand new content and all kinds of fun stuff to um go and read and, and participate in and all of that stuff. So super excited. Um, okay. So we've got like two minutes left. Katie, real quick, what is your Twitter handle so people can come hang out with you? Okay. Hey, um, you can find me on Twitter at KP writes fantasy. Um, and I forgot to mention before between the birches awakening book one is on Amazon and Kindle unlimited. Sweet. Yes, for sure. Right. Caroline, what is your Twitter handle? And we will, uh, Lacey, I guess, had to leave. She um, all of a sudden disappeared. So we will be sure to put hers um, out as well. So Katie, I'll have you mm -hmm. um, tell what Lacey's is. Caroline, what is your Twitter handle so people can come hang out? Um, I am at author floor. It's F-L-E-U-R. And then my name is Caroline floor, but the handle is the little at author floor. And then I am on Twitter at Picky Bookworm. Uh, you can come find me, come hang out. And then um, Kara, Katie, what is Lacey's okay. real quick? We got less than a minute to say goodbye. So. Okay. Lacey's is new. Uh, she changed it to at Azure 13 and it's A-Z and then S-H-U-R-E 13 all one. Perfect. Okay. So come visit us, come hang out. Um, I will have the uh, podcast episode up on my website here very soon so that you guys can leave a comment uh, with your views on the, on the episode. So you guys have a great night. Ladies, thank you guys for coming and visiting. I will talk to you later. Thanks. Bye. 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 <laughs>